0: We survived another week. It's Friday, August 28th. Not only did we survive the week, but another month. Think about that. <laughs> well, much love to all of you. Thank you ever so much for the gifts of your time, your sharing, your caring, your concern and welcome for the first time Maldavis in the Southwest. Asian area Southwest Asia Maldives, and welcome to Singapore I saw your flag again in both companion programs Welcome in again, Israel, I saw your flag again in both programs. Let's focus on the overall health of our children. Is an article posted on Cory CoryEmpowers.com It's about a 5 to 10 minute read right. maybe Maybe a 5 to 10 minute read At www.coryco.com R-E-Y Empowers E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S dot com A mental health advocate an attorney and at one time a council member first lady of color Voted unanimous, unanimously by her city and county to the city council in Canton, while Corey Powers, CoryMPowers.com. Her name is Corey Minor Smith and has a recent book out, hashtag driven writes about focus on the overall health of children. She writes also an article about what happens if we uncheck the boxes. You may be familiar with all the boxes we check. Graduation from this school and graduation from that program. And marriage and children. One box after the next. Corey asks, what happens if we skip a box or we never get to check it? Or Stacy Abrams of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, asks, at the end of her year, when she reviews her spreadsheet, list of all her goals. She may even ask, is this real, realistic? Does it need to be changed, added, deleted, upgraded? Are we more than a checkbox? To our doctors, to our government, are we more than a checkbox? I suspect we are much more in a checkbox. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Corey Minor-Smith, you recall I mentioned her earlier, at com. Focus on the overall health of our children. Her article, she writes, as a mental health advocate and former vice chair of a community action agency board. I understand that mental health isn't, is not always one of the first things we think about when serving preschool age children. That's why I wanted to use my voice on any related platform to get information out there on this often forgotten issue. To bring focus to mental health among children, I shared the following information with the Gravely Group, a national Head Start consulting organization that provides essential training to Head Start boards across the country. What's better than free educational opportunities with Head Start Preschool programs across the country. Research has shown that Head Start Preschool and Early Head Start locations can provide children with educational benefits. One of the benefits of Head Start programming is health assessments. With early screening and detection, children and their families can address issues before the child starts school. There are more than 200 classified forms of mental illness. And some of the more common disorders are depression, bipolar disorder, dementia, schizophrenia, and anxiety disorders, according to Mental Health America, the nation's leading community based nonprofit dedicated to addressing the needs of those living with mental illness. One in five children has a diagnosable mental health problem. Nearly two-thirds of them get little or no help unfortunately children are mislabeled which in effect provides the opportunity for for school districts to receive additional funds for services. It is great for those who need the services but as a parent You want to be actively engaged in the process and have not only the school's assessment, but that of your child's pediatrician and or specialist. The Mayo Clinic states that, quote, children can develop all of the same mental health conditions as adults, but sometimes express them differently. For example, depressed children will often show more irritability than depressed adults, who more typically show sadness. According to to the National Head Start. Children that participate in Head Start programs receive innumerable benefits. These advantages appear immediately, last a lifetime, and even have an effect on other generations. Being At the forefront of childhood development, Head Start Programming is in a prime position to be a resource for children and their families. At the same time, as a parent, you do not have to solely rely on outside sources here is what you can do. Number one, research. Don't just rely on what others tell you about your child. With the vast resources readily available at your fingertips, you can research the World Wide Web for reliable sources if you don't know of any resources and or referrals ask a pediatrician and or school psychologist number 2 observe your child in different social interactions And listen to what others say about your child after playdates, sleepovers, and other extracurricular activities. Observing your child in regular childhood activities can tell a lot. Number 3. Be an advocate. The first step to becoming an advocate for a child who may be struggling with a mental condition, health concern, is to become educated about the subject and talk to others on behalf of your child. Adult support, love and care are instrumental in helping your child address mental health concerns. Even if you don't have any concerns about your child's mental health you can be proactive in your child's overall health, in addition to taking your child for his or her annual physicals, have your child's doctor also complete a mental health assessment. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be directly involved in the process your child does not have to have a mental health illness for you to be proactive about her or his mental health. It's okay to talk about it. For more information on resources that may be available in your community, visit the National Alliance on Mental Illness at NAMI.org. Thank you for listening. Go to Corey empowers.com There's a free guide, Five Essential Keys to Loving a Loved One with Severe Mental Illness. Her book, Hashtag Driven. Covers mental illness from her perspective. Dealing with an adult parent. With the the condition. The sudden onset of adult schizophrenia. Stand by, I'm looking for her message, her email message. She's on most platforms, most streaming platforms, and Facebook, Twitter, and all the platforms. IG, Instagram, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Minor M-I-N-O-R. Smith, S M I T H. And her email today says Hello, friends. Recently, I decided that I wanted to connect with my friends in real life and on the internet in a fresh way. So I'm here in your inbox. I want to share my life insights, hard learned lessons, and hear from you. Welcome to my new email series. Going through life can seem like a series of check-the-box moments. Graduate from high school, check. Go go to college, check. Start a business, check. Get married, check. Start a family, check. What if you did not check the box of some of your goals? What happens? What happens? What happens when some or all of those things fell. Do you uncheck the box? Do you tear the page into pieces and give up? We have all experienced unexpected losses. If we haven't learned anything else about a global pandemic, we know it's possible to pivot, adapt, and continue to move forward in life. I'm reminded of former Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacy Abrams approach. She keeps her life's goals in an Excel spreadsheet. Annually she reassesses those goals. When you regularly Assess goals in your life, you may find that some may no longer serve a need in your life. From that, you can delete or revise accordingly. Don't be overly Consumed with checking the boxes in your life. As time goes on, make sure they are relevant and serve a purpose. It's important to be prepared to re-evaluate your life's goals. It is never too late to start. Start over, start again. It's okay to try, try and try again. Unchecking the boxes that Don't serve me. Check. Over to you. How have you been adapting lately?
1: Ryan, Little.
0: Ones by Ryan Little.
2: My money should work as hard as I do. That's why I use my freedom unlimited card to buy heavier weights online. This is Kevin Hart. (laughs)
1: Sure. <laughs> So...
3: Me on my various health journeys. Oh gosh, <laughs> what about
1: you? Don't don't look that like you. so <laughs>
4: Podcast is brought to you by Dawn Platinum Dish Soap. If you're a parent, you know that some moments call for being firm while others need tenderness. It's this combination of tough yet gentle that has made Dawn Dish Soap a staple household item for more than 40 years. You can rely on Dawn to efficiently tackle grease, so you have more moments to be present, no matter the mess. For more, visit dawn-dish.com. That's D-A-W-N-D-I-S-H.com.
3: Hi, I'm Michelle Obama, and this is the Michelle Obama Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about friendship. Well, hey, you all. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> For this conversation, I thought it might make sense to bring in some of my closest girlfriends. Here he comes off. Let me just turn this all right. on. my phone's okay. over there. You know what? Let me just turn it off. My I'm, I'm, off. My I'm, I'm crazy. You're making me crazy. crazy. You'll probably recognize one of them, and that's Sharon Malone, who I'm so glad to have back on the podcast. We are also joined by our good friends, Danielle Pepperden-Hurd and Kelly Dibble. Hi, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Kelly. Hello, and this is Sharon. Now, these three have all got great careers in medicine, business, and public affairs, and I met each of them at various points of my life. We got into all that. During the episode, so I won't spoil it here, as it always does when we're together, the conversation ends up in a number of different places. It's a pretty good window into what I love about my girlfriends. We can reminisce, we can talk and laugh with each other at each other's stories, but most of all, we can talk about the important stuff. What's going on in the world, in our families, whatever we're thinking about really We're just there for each other when it counts. For a laugh, for a hug, for whatever we need. Now, the four of us recorded this conversation not long after the police killing of George Floyd. And so all those feelings, grief, anger, outrage, were top of mind. We're in the midst of not only a pandemic, but, you know, we have just... uh, We've just witnessed a, a murder of a black man in public, and I know that we talk about race as a group of friends all the time. There's a level of pain and frustration, you know, just fatigue with being black in America. How are you all thinking about these things?
2: We were, Sherry and I were talking about this on the way over, about we just witnessed a murder by suffocation. And, and they're like,
4: yeah. black people, are you okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And oh, by the way, continue working. And yeah. can you now draw up a diversity and inclusion right. plan? Yeah. And and it's just you like like unreal. A, you kind of get tired of being the fixer. You know, everyone looks to you. I mean, you can relate to that. Everyone looks to you in the party to fix it. What, what is Michelle doing? What is she saying? What is she going to do? Can she fix it? And bring people together. And people are looking to us in our respective roles to do the same thing. And you're just tired. You're trying to you know, maintain your sense of self. You're trying to hold up your family. You've got kids that are frankly traumatized. Because as Kelly said, they've watched on live television, yeah. someone suffocate someone with their hand in their pocket, looking at a camera and knowing in their heart that nothing's going to happen to them. And that's a very scary thing for these kids to process. And you're trying to be there for them, but also be there for the young people that you work with, the people
3: you lead. A lot of people look to us, has now senior people in our lives, not just as mothers, but as mentors. And everybody, like, it feels like everybody lays this at sort of the feet of... <laughs> Right. Uh, of, of And I'll say black women, you know, it's like, make us feel better, help us understand. You know, it's almost as if, you know, these concerns that we have and knowing what goes on in the community with young black men, young black women for that matter, we've all known it and you feel it and we process it when we send our children out there in the world. But then there's been this, people don't believe you. Mm-hmm. You know, they think, "Oh, you're just being overly sensitive," or, you know, it's not really like that. That was a- and, years And ago. when you say people, you mean white people? I do. Our yes. white friends, our white well, relatives. you know, and I I, I do because people who don't experience this in their lives, and even when you see it, there's still a asterisk. Well, it wasn't really what you saw. Right. Don't believe, don't believe your line eyes. You know, that's kind of the story of. Black America being gaslit for forever, just simply because no, 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 that didn't happen that way. He was resisting;
4: she was, you More. know, or they were imperfect, and therefore they they deserve what happened to them, or somehow it diminishes the horror of what happened to them. Well, and the other thing too is you know this
2: you um, working in a corporate setting, and where everyone's well educated, and they think well this is something that doesn't happen within you know, our purview. I mentioned on a call that I had last week with my legal group about an incident in Central Park where a woman who uh, was walking her dog, the dog was out on a leash, she was a University of Chicago Booth graduate, some smart woman, felt threatened by a black man who said, oh, you this, was this, the yeah, this is the bird, this is the bird yes. yes. and who was a Harvard grad, mm-hmm. and he was a bird. So you're, you're talking about two people who are both very well educated. So it's not a, a, an issue around ignorance. You know, where prejudice is just limited to the ignorant. These are two well-educated people. But her perception of him was a black man who was attacking her. And she knew that she could call the police, knowing that anything could happen afterwards, right? But she was willing to bring that on because he says something to her. About yeah, well, what she thought she weaponized and it, so she, she weaponized the and she knew that she could do it yeah. so it's almost we're like going back to I don't know I mean you can look at them until you know knowing that you as you call foul right mm-hmm. with a black man to introduce the police anything could happen even the worst. Mm-hmm. but it was just it's not as dramatic as seeing a murder but the fact that she knew that she could bring harm to him mm-hmm. and that the and that the police would question Her That incident in Central Park, which infuriated all of us
3: Mm -hmm. as we watched it, it was not unfamiliar. I mean, this is what the white community doesn't understand about being a person of color in this nation is that there are daily slights, you know, in our workplaces where people talk over you or people don't even see you. I know, Danielle, you talked about... uh, being in meetings with people who can see you as a professional, but then you
4: step out into the street and those same people don't even they walk see. right you. Yeah. I've had it several times where I've presented to uh, members of my team, people that I've worked with, peers, go downstairs in the elevator, go out to lunch, and they walk right by you on the street. You're standing in line next to them at Sweetgreen, and they look right through you. They assume
0: they don't We're running you. out of time um, they have no for this segment, but the uh-huh. Michelle Obama show podcast that we're listening to is called Girlfriends, or the title has Girlfriends in it, and it is listed in the episodes for this show. Get your last chat on with Sue Yang. It's also listed in the companion show. And even Bigger Fly on the Wall. Don't miss it. All of the other shows from her podcast are listed on both of the podcasts. Thank you for listening. Much love, joy, peace, happiness, safety, security. Stay safe. Stay healthy, take care of yourself, until we meet again. I know
3: Danielle was like, well, I'm not going to cause a scene with <laughs> Michelle Obama. That's exactly right. I was like,
4: mm mm-hmm. So, want so to I stepped
3: up and I said, excuse me, I you don't see us for people.